0: guys guy radio here's your host robert manny welcome to guys guys radio this is your host robert manny welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best everyone wins guys guys radio we bring you guests with information that will inform you inspire you empower you help you think and feel and hopefully act guys guys radio this is your guys guy robert manny i'm here for you I do my very best to bring you the guests and the information that'll help you out to live your best life. You might not agree with everything you hear, that's okay. Use what you want to use, use what feels right for you. That's how it works on Guys Guys Radio. Today we're going to talk about longevity and what you can do to live to your longest and best life. I don't think anybody would disagree with that would be our goal, particularly for the boomers out there, they're thinking about longevity now because, uh, you know, time keeps flashing by. So... We're going to talk with a very, very well-known shaman and doctor. His name is Dr. Alberto Violdo. We're going to talk about his book. It's called Grow a New Body, How Spirit and Power Plant Nutrients Can Transform Your Health. It's a fantastic book. He's got a program in there that can help you kind of reset your gut bacteria and get away from sugar and really be able to live a long and healthy life. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of information we're going to get to, but it's all about longevity here on Guys, Guys Radio. And it's one of the themes I really want to lean on going forward, longevity. I think, you know, particularly as I mentioned with boomers, everybody's going to be into longevity now. How can we live long, healthy lives, not just exist? How can we live long, healthy lives, and how can we avoid that plague of Alzheimer's and dementia and Parkinson's that now affects um, up to 50% of people over 80 are going to be hit with those things and uh, not good. So, But there's things we can do to put ourselves in the best position to live longer and healthier and more active lives. So we'll help you out that with that as best as we can here on Guys Guys Radio. And today, once again, our special guest is Dr. Albert Violdo. We're going to sp- speak to him in a few minutes. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on. I have been here in San Diego now since, uh, I guess, about October from uh, many years in New York City. I'm happy with the change, but I realized a couple of things, you know, that moving out of New York City is really like moving, it's like moving out of a country. It's like leaving a country and going to another country. It's such a very distinct place with all its diversity, all its people. The vibe there is very different than here and i loved it and it was perfect for me when i was there and now that i've moved i'm glad i made the move it's change is good it would be easier it it would have been easy for me to stay in new york just lock in there for the rest of my life because it has so many resources but i think this is a good idea make a move uh do something different and so far so good and with the uh, pandemic we have new york City. Based on how it's built, uh, it's a vertical city. It's on an, Manhattan is an island, and there's so many people. And proximity there is always been has always been a uh, something that's very special about the city. And now it becomes something that's going to be very difficult to navigate navigate because uh, there's so many people and everybody jams into places and it's crowded to begin with. Like, what are you going to do with the subways? you are nose to nose right now. How are you going to have social distancing in the future? I don't know. So hopefully this COVID will fall off at a certain point, and uh, we won't have to deal with it, and things can get back to normal. But I think it's going to take time. I think we've got to be patient. And as things are opening up here, uh, we're seeing that a lot of people who've been cooped up are starting to really bust loose in a way where it's going way past the uh, kind of game plan. But it's tough for Americans because... We've gotten so many mixed signals from the federal government, you know, Fauci's good, Fauci's bad, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, all these different things. And then you have every individual state has a say in how they want to run their states. That's why it's the United States of America. It's a democratic republic. And uh, it's it's a unique country and a very good country for that reason. However, it would be nice if we had some clarity in terms of the messaging we're getting about this virus because now, unfortunately, it has become politicized where, okay, if you're on one side of the fence, you want to stay home and wear a mask. And if you're on the other side, you just want to ignore the whole thing and say it's it's, uh, it's like the flu and it's all about vaccines and Bill Gates, etc. And it's very difficult for the average Joe out there or, or Josephine out there to say, hey, what where, what's the truth? We really don't know. So, I would suggest, don't watch too much news, stay informed, but focus on strengthening your immune system, eat the right foods, get rest, you got to wear the mask when you go into stores, so you're going to have to do that anyhow, and just be smart about it, particularly if you have kids, and I feel really bad for the kids, I have a seven-year-old, and uh, you know this is a whole new thing, first of all, he did a great job, we moved away from New York, so he's in a completely different part of the country, he's handling it really well, He got along great with the kids in school, and now there's no school, so it's another new new. So let's all keep things like this in mind, that we're all going through new things, and to be kind to one another. All right? Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. We're going to be back with Dr. Alberto Violdo. I can't wait to grow a new body. It's Guys Guy Radio. Guys Guys Radio, as I mentioned, everybody, I've got a very special guest on the show today, Dr. Alberto Violdo, and he is an amazing guy. He's trained as a psychologist, as a medical anthropologist, and he studied the healing practices of the Amazon and the Andean shamans. He directs the Four Winds Society, where he trains individuals all across the world in the practice of shamanic energy medicine. He's the founder of the Light Body School, campuses in New York, California, Miami, Germany. Dr. Vialdo has written numerous best-selling books, including Shaman, Healer, Sage, The Four Insights, Power Up Your Brain. Today, we're going to talk about uh, the book, Grow a New Body, and it's based on his one spirit medicine teachings and book. He's coming to us today from Chile. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Albert Violdo.
1: Thank you, Robert, good to be with you.
0: So I thought we could start right in on uh, your journey. Now, uh, Dr. Violdo went to uh, the Amazon for many years and uh, I think our audience would love to know, why did you go there? What were you doing? Why did you go there? What did you experience?
1: So let me tell you a little bit about my story. I started out as a researching the brain. I was teaching at San Francisco State University, and my laboratory was in a brain lab. And when you're in academia, lab space is really hard to come by. But nobody wanted the brain lab because you were surrounded by jars with brains in formaldehyde, and the place smelled terrible. But I had the benefit of 200 brains around me helping me with my research. So if I ever got into trouble, I could always ask for a second opinion. But we were looking at whether we could create psychosomatic health. Because we knew we could create psychosomatic disease. And it seemed strange to me that the one the brain would be wired only for disease. It had to be wired for performance, for health, for I mean, we see it in athletics, we see it in in music, we see it in creativity. The brain had to be wired for creativity. And how did you tap into those circuits to be able to create health and not only to create stress, which is deadly. And after a couple of years of looking at the brain and looking at a number of different methodologies and slicing and dicing and staining the brain, putting it under the microscope, I decided that I had to go to a different system other than the patriarchal reductionistic uh, methodology of Western science, which is really, really good for studying things that are dead, but it's not so good for studying things that are living, including Mm -hmm. the human brain.
0: So how did you uh, decide to go to the Amazon?
1: Well, one day I decided that one day I decided that I had to, leave the laboratory and go into a natural laboratory. Because science, you can take it anywhere. It doesn't have to work only in the lab. So I went to the Amazon to work with the native healers, with men and women that only had the mind's ability to create health in order to heal. They had their magical potions and spells and incantations and rattles and feathers. And we know that that stuff really, really works because we know that the placebo really, really works. Did you know that that the placebo is 92% as effective as Viagra? And huh. if you paint a little placebo pill blue, it's 94% as effective.
0: Uh, great.
1: <laughs> so, so we know that the mind uh, can create just about any state that you want. And how do these ancient peoples that had a wisdom that goes back 50,000 years know how to work with the mind to create extraordinary health. So I, I went into a living laboratory and discovered that they were not only excellent at creating health, but they understood that the mind could kill you or it could heal you. And it could go either way. I'm met a number of sorcerers that were experts at at hurting people and even at killing people. And I remember talking to one of them. Actually, I'll tell you a story. I was funded by a foundation that sponsored my early research. And one day I get a call from them and they say, Alberto, we need an anthropologist in Haiti to study voodoo. Just to finish up a study, our junior anthropologist got sick. And I said, I don't know anything about voodoo or about Haiti. And they go, we know. I said, I'm an, ec- you know, my expertise is the upper Amazon. He said, yes, we're reviewing your grand proposal right at this very minute. And I said, well, when do you need me in Haiti? So the following week I landed in Haiti and I met this senior anthropologist, the old man, we called him. He was 45 years old. I was in my late 20s. and. Um, And I asked the voodoo priest he was working with, how do you hurt someone? And he said to me, it's so easy. Basically what you do is you track in their energy field, in their aura, you track in their field for the imprints of disease that runs in their family. So if heart disease runs in their family, that's going to be in the energetic blueprint. It's gonna be in the field. If dementia runs in the family, if strokes run in the family, we look for that. And then we just tweak it. We give it a little bit of energy. And two weeks later, that person has a heart attack. Mm -hmm. I go, amazing. Well, how do you heal? He said, oh, it's the same technique, but you use it to heal instead of to hurt. You look at the field, at the energy field, and you find where there is that information in the blueprint about heart disease or about disease in general and it's a dark spot in the field where the energy is stuck it's not moving and you go in and you extract it you clear it and immediately that reduces the probability of that person having heart disease because you're clearing the blueprint you're changing the blueprint before it gets somatized into the body and manifest as a heart condition. Mm-hmm. In that week that I spent in Haiti, I learned more about healing that I had in two years in a laboratory.
0: Wow. So when you originally went to the Amazon, did you were connected with people? You knew where to go? You, did you know what to expect? Were there any surprises? Did you ever feel you were in danger? Did you ever doubt uh, what you were experiencing and seeing?
1: When I first went to the, well, you know, I spent many years going to the Amazon. When I first went there, I went there as a tourist because I wanted to see Mm -hmm. the birds. But then I wanted to work with the people. I closed my lab at San Francisco State. And I'm a medical anthropologist. So there's always a loose network of anthropologists around the world. You you just have to pick up a phone and say, hey, introduce yourself. and, And we share resources. So I spoke with an outstanding, amazing anthropologist named Marlene Dopkin de Rios, renowned. She's passed away now. And I asked her, who are the really good healers in the upper Amazon that you work with? And she said, come on down to Peru and I'll introduce you to some of them. And she introduced me to the real wisdom keepers. Today, everybody's a shaman in the Amazon and everybody's buying ayahuasca in the marketplace and giving it to innocent Americans that are uh, spiritual, doing spiritual tourism. But it's a very powerful and really useful medicine in the right hands. So I met some of these practitioners that were fabulous at helping you to rewire your brain for health and they did that with the help of the medicine plants and with the rites of passage and ceremonies. Because remember, there are regions in the brain that only change with ceremony. That's why we have ceremonies in every culture. Mm-hmm. Rites of passage to take you from a terrible relationship to freedom, to take you from become being a boy to becoming a man, from being a girl to becoming a woman. And without these rites of passage, healing did not happen. And this is one of the things that's missing, in our Western medicine. Hmm.
0: So uh, were you ever, uh, were you ever afraid or ever in doubt uh, of what you were kind of experiencing and learning when you, those first, you know, couple of years of trips down there to the Amazon, or were you totally open and like really just gobbling it all up, all this new information? You
1: know, the, um, Those early years in the Amazon were really kind of scary because I was in an environment I wasn't prepared for. I was, I'm, I'm a city boy Mm -hmm. and I landed here. I landed in the Amazon and, um, and my guide, the first thing he does is he gives me a revolver, a 38 revolver. And he said, here, take this. You might need it. And I put it in my belt, and I travel for the next two months with this revolver. And uh, and finally, the last day as we're making our way back into camp, where yeah. there's a slithering motion in the water. We were wading through eight-inch deep water because the river had flooded. And I see the shape slithering through the water, and I pull the revolver out. And the jungle is so moist, so wet, that I couldn't pull the revolver out of the <laughs> out of his sheath and I finally comes out and goes flying out of my hand. And my guide says, You fool, that's just an innocent boa constrictor. It's just a harmless, it's just a harmless serpent. So I had many, many times (laughs) that I was really terrified. And terrified because of my fear of life, not my fear of the jungle. Jungle is And I'll tell you a story. I was walking with a shaman and his wife, and we came to a clearing, and they said to me, Alberto, walk across the clearing and see what happens. And I walk across the clearing, I step back into the rainforest, and it's full of song. The parrots, and the macaws, and the monkeys, and the first step, the second step, the third step, everything stops. And they come up to me, and they say, see, they know you don't belong here. They know you and your people have been kicked out of the garden. They know that you don't belong in the garden. So I said, right, come on. I might be a white boy from California, but I was convinced that the animals were simply smelling my toothpaste and my athlete's foot powder, my hair mousse, my deodorant, and we smell very unusual so I, there were two Shipibo Indians that were cooking a snake on a spit right by the river. And I, they were collecting the boa fat in a can. And I asked them if I could have the boa fat. And they offered it to me. And I stripped it down to my shorts. And I start putting the boa fat on my body. And it reeks. Convinced that I'm going to walk back into the rainforest. And the animals are going to smell another boa slithering back in. And they're looking at me a little strangely, and I say, it's okay, I'm an anthropologist. And I make my way back to the rainforest, and I take the first step, it's full of song, the second step, and the third step. And then everything stopped. (laughs) Except for about 600 flies that I had around me. And it took me 10 years to be able to walk into the rainforest and have it continue singing around me and not stop singing. But I had to heal that part of myself that was a predator, that part of myself that that was violent. That and if we speak in the language of mythology, I had to heal that part of myself that had been kicked out of the Garden of Eden. We have the only mythology in the planet in which we were kicked out of paradise kicked out of the garden. In every other culture, you find that the Great Spirit has given the garden to the Native Americans and the Buddhists and the Sub-Saharan Africans to be the stewards and the caretakers of the garden. But we were kicked out. We don't belong in nature anymore. And okay. people ask me how do I people ask me how do I reconnect with nature? I tell them, you've got to go and heal that original wounding where we lost our original home Mm -hmm. and our original state that was deathless, where we could speak with God and the rivers and the trees. And then you can walk in the rainforest and have it continue singing around you.
0: Ah, Great story. My guest on Guys, Guys Radio is your host, Robert Manny, Dr. Alberto Violdo. We're talking about um, shamanism and his work in anthropology and also the book, grow a new body that we're going to get to. So you were the first, uh, upon my reading, I discovered you were the first Westerner to be kind of uh, indoctrinated or or, uh, accepted as a shaman. Is that true in uh, the Amazon area?
1: Well, I spent many years in the Amazon studying the shamans in the Amazon, but what I found is that they did not come from a lineage All of the shamanic schools had been destroyed by the conquest. So then I went to the high mountains, to the Andes, and began working with the last of the Inca in the Peruvian Andes. And over many, many years of studying them at first as an anthropologist, and then studying with them, over many years, I became a shaman. I became a practitioner of energy medicine and someone that is able to walk with beauty on the earth, to, to not be seen as a predator when you went into the garden. Mm-hmm. But see, for the shaman, there's no difference between being killed by a microbe and being killed by a jaguar. And to us, being killed by a microbe is an illness, and being killed by a jaguar is bad luck or it's an accident. Mm -hmm. But for the shaman, they're the same. You have to be in good relationships with viruses and parasites and microbes and with jaguars and With the earth and with nature. Otherwise, they're going to be looking at you as lunch So it was over the years that I became a student of the shamans and became a a Western shaman a modern shaman and today I integrate cutting-edge neuroscience And brain science with the ancient methodologies for working with the aura, with the energy field, with the blueprint that organizes and creates health in the body.
0: So at a certain point a few years ago, you found that you had contracted a lot of uh, parasites and uh, kind of internal issues, uh, I guess, based on a lot of your travel. You had uh, stuff growing on your brain and your heart and I think your liver what, how, how did that come down and what did you think about? How did you feel about that and what did you do? Because that's gonna be kind of the stepping stone into the uh, longevity work you're doing now and the Grow A New Body book. So what happened to you to to make that well, shift?
1: Yeah, over the years of traveling through the Amazon and the Andes and, and the rainforest in Indonesia and North Africa and Australia, um, I contracted a, a bunch of parasites. I acquired all of these hitchhikers, viruses and parasites, about 20 of them. For example, there are five kinds of hepatitis. I had all five of them. Wow. There are viruses that you only pick up in North Africa. They put me on a world map. So I, yeah, I, be, I became really, really sick. I, I became very ill. And... The doctors told me that I should get in line for a liver transplant because my liver was shut. And that I had a heart that was full of holes, and I had parasites in my brain. Now I knew I knew I could probably get a a new liver and a new heart, because you there are heart liver transplants, but where was I going to find a good brain? They're they're not easy to come by. So I did use Western medicine, which is fantastic for trauma. The best for trauma, not for chronic conditions, but for trauma, fantastic. And it's great at killing things. And I killed off the parasites and the bugs. But then I had a liver that was dead, dysfunctional. I was gray, basically. My heart was full of holes, and I had millions of dead parasites in my brain. And that's when I began to work with the shamanic medicine, with the plants, with the earth. Herbs, with the plant based diet, with the supplements, and with the energy field work, upgrading the quality of the energy field so I could grow a new body. And I grew a new liver. I grew a new liver. I grew a new heart. And I grew, I repaired my brain. And today I have a brain that I'm enjoying quite a bit and better than I've been in a long time, and a heart that is completely healed and a brand new liver. That got me started on studying our DNA. Because remember, I came from a Western background. So I started looking at how are we programmed, not only for repairing the body, which is what Western medicine does, but regenerating the body. How do we grow a new body? Mm -hmm. And discovered that, in effect, we grow a new body every seven years. Every seven days you regrow, you change all the cells in your, the upper layer of your skin. Every three days, your lungs and your GI tract is exchanged. Every seven years you have completely new bones. So how do we not just grow a slightly older and more wrinkled version of ourselves, but how do we tap into the original codes which are now stored in password-protected regions in our DNA that help you to grow a new body. And we know we have those codes because we grew a body once. So how do we break into those regions and how do we use it to create a healthy body that, that ages differently, that lives a long and healthy life, and that dies differently?
0: Okay, let's talk about that. Again, Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manning, my special guest, Dr. Albert Violdo. We're talking about his book, Grow a New Body, and right now we're talking about how he grew a new body and replaced some organs. So the listeners out there are all saying, well, what do you mean you grew a new liver, you grew a new heart? I know it takes time for you know the cells to replace themselves, but how how did that actually occur for you? When did you realize that things were shifting? And then also I think we need to get into that whole Gut brain concept because I don't think a lot of people understand the importance of what we ingest and that the fact that the gut is a second brain and is is just as important as that brain that's sitting uh, inside our skull.
1: Yeah. So let's start with how does regeneration happen? Basically, we are built. We are built for regeneration. We're designed for regeneration. Now, I want to give you a really interesting fact which is that there are about 40 million species in the planet, 40 million different species from uh, grasshoppers to butterflies, to insects, hundreds of species, to whales, to orangutans and and tigers and, and jaguars and humans. And out of those 40 million, there are only three species that are not programmed for death. That don't have a death program in their DNA. Every other species in the planet, when the female is no longer able to bear children, she dies off. Nature eliminates her. Everyone except three species humans, whales, and dolphins. Mm-hmm. And it's only among humans that you find grandmothers, that you go through menopause. Menopause does not exist among hyenas. Doesn't exist among wolves. You don't have any grandmother wolves. You have grandmother orcas that teach the young how to hunt and teach them how to communicate and teach them, and teach them about life in the sea. Humans, orcas, whales, and dolphins. We do not have a death program in our DNA. We are built maybe for immortality. It's extraordinary when you consider that. What keeps that program for, from kicking in are toxins. So this is the problem we're dealing with today, is that we have become so toxic from the GMO foods that we eat, from the pesticides in our food, from the pollution in the air, from the poisons in our water, that we begin to build up toxins and, we, and our signals get scrambled. And this is what is causing a huge amount of disease in the world today.
0: Okay, the gut, the importance of the gut and uh, the gut brain. I'm not sure that a lot of people understand the connection between the gut and toxicity. I know that you know, every meal we have and every, everything we consume, whether it's food or media, whatever, you have a choice. I can do this or that. And it's become so important, but if you make the right choices and based on your book and the program in the book about growing a new body, you could really, quote unquote, detoxify yourself. I, uh, I had uh, six years ago, doctor, I had uh, two robotic surgeries. I found out I was out running. I had incredible pain. I came back the next day. I got a sonogram and they said, okay, you have a little something on each kidney. And I had robotic surgery and they said, We're, you're lucky uh, because, uh, 98% chance you'll never have this again. I said, well, how did I get this? And they said, well, I don't know, it's sporadic. And I'm like, that was a great surgeon, but that's not the answer I'm looking for. So I was actually connected to Ayurvedic practitioners. And I went through an uh, entire Ayurvedic protocol, which seems similar to your uh, one spirit medicine. And they basically told me we're going to help you through supplementation and some other things, eliminate, um, uh, we're going to clean up your internal landscape. Does that make sense to you? And is that really what this is all about? We have to clean ourselves up from the inside out.
1: Well, the, the very first step that we have to do is to detoxify. So imagine now many, there are, let me t- take that back a sec. The very first thing that we need to do is to detox because we're all born with a, with a waste basket inside every one of our cells. And when the toxins get through the body, they get through the gut and the bloodstream and into the cell, the cell takes those toxins that, it, that are the byproduct of metabolism and puts them in this wastebasket. Now, when this wastebasket fills up and begins to spill over, we call that disease. This is pathology. And that's when Western medicine steps in. But what we want to do is we want to empty the wastebasket. Now, some of us are born with bigger waste baskets than the others. Some of us have very small waste baskets and get sick younger. So, the, the goal here is to empty that basket and then have the transport mechanisms that are able to get waste out of the cell and, particularly, out of your brain and back into the bloodstream and back into your gut so you can eliminate them, pee them out or poop them out. But if your cellular eliminations programs are not working properly, you're going to keep building up these toxins until you get sick. And the sicknesses that you develop are cancer, heart disease, and dementia, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. So today, your risk of having Alzheimer's, if you live to be the age of 85, you have a 50% wow. risk of having Diagnosable Alzheimer's, a 50% risk of diagnosable Alzheimer's. And I remember when I was in the Amazon as an anthropologist, I was funded by Big Pharma, Swiss Pharma. They wanted to discover the next breakthrough cancer cure. They said to me, Alberto, you're going to become famous. You're going to become rich if you help us find the next the cure for cancer. And the Amazon is nature's pharmacy. So I went to villages that had never seen a light-skinned person before. And three months later, I came back empty-handed because there was no cancer, no heart disease, no Parkinson's, no Alzheimer's, no dementia. These people lived and ate cleanly, and they had none of these illnesses. So if we can detox... The body and detox the brain. And this is so important because there's nothing more frightening than the idea of losing your mind. We can prevent these conditions. We know how to do that now.
0: Wow. So let's talk about um, some of the things in our gut that we don't want there. Namely, um, candida is a big one and sugar is a sugar is one of the causes of a, a lot of problems because in your book you go into, you know, there's a lot of dietary advice um, and it seems like sugar is a uh, definitely a bad guy. Could you talk to us a little bit about the dangers of sugar?
1: So when we look at longevity, there are two regulators to longevity. One of them is protein and the other one is sugar. We have a set of genes called the sirtuin genes that I call the immortality genes. They're the longevity genes and they are down regulated. They're shut down by sugar. And if you can eliminate the sugar from your diet, these genes will kick in and will give you long life, long health. But 100 years ago, the average American ate five pounds of sugar a year. Today, the average American eats 195 pounds of sugar per year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who's eating my chocolate chip cookies, but... (laughs) So here's a big problem. It's it's a white menace. And it's not only the the sugar that we eat, but everything that sugar is added to. If you add ketchup to your food, it's all sugar. Look at the sugar content in your foods. Sugar shuts down your longevity genes. It ensures that you will have a premature and ugly death. Mm -hmm. It shuts down the sirtuins, which are the longevity genes. And it's also, you've got to eliminate the bread and the pastas, anything that will turn into sugar once you ingest it. So sugars are number one. The second one is protein. We eat far too much protein. So the body developed so that when there was a shortage of food, these protein sensors said, hey, there's not very much food in the environment. We have to put energy into repair. And the body would go into repair and regeneration. As soon as there was an abundance of food, the body shifted from repair and regeneration to reproduction. Biology kicked in and said, hey, we've got to ensure the survival of the species. Let's reproduce. Mm -hmm. And then the focus would go away from regeneration and repair into mating. So if we can cut back on our protein intake, don't think of a daily protein intake. Think of a weekly protein intake. Once a week is all we need. A small amount of protein, a little bit more as you grow older. And it's all in my book, Grow a New Body. Mm-hmm. Let's can, talk about that in, a
0: little bit, doctor, uh, on the protein. Because what I've know, I stopped eating meat like 12 years ago, and I feel great. And now I'm talking to a lot of people who are telling me, uh, you know, carbs are the enemy. And... Uh, they don't eat, the, excuse me, they just eat meat. They're eating meat and they eat all the fat around the marbling of the meat and they're saying they feel better than ever. And I'm not going to argue with them, but it seems like it's going overboard the other way where, you know, you don't need that much protein. You can get it from plant-based. What's your, what's your uh, feelings about, um, and your studies show you about meat? Because I think it's a real polarizing issue right now with people. They don't know. Some say just eat meat and other people say no meat at all.
1: This is the paleo myth. The paleo myth is that we were big hunters and we'd get a bison and right, we, would right. eating, we, were, we were eating bison all week. No, we were really terrible hunters. We were gatherers and scavengers. The human animal is a gatherer and a scavenger. We would eat meat very, very seldom. When we got lucky, you know, we would come across roadkill and shoot the birds away and bring the antelope back. So the problem with meat is that you're going to look great and feel great right now. If you eat a lot of meat because you're feeding a lot of protein, which is short-term survival for reproduction. But you're going to live a a very short life in the greater span of things. Whereas curtailing your protein intake is going to allow you to step into repair and regeneration. I've eliminated red meat completely from my diet, I only occasionally will eat fish and mm-hmm. eggs. And I get plenty of protein from a plant-based diet.
0: Okay. How about, you talk about supplements. Um, let me throw a couple names at you and tell me what you think. Um, silageet. I'm hearing a lot about that and I've been taking it actually. It's this resin from the, from the Himalayas and it's supposedly very healthy. What's your feelings about silageet?
1: You know, I think it's a fad. I think it's a momentary fad. It's going to pass. There were goji berries, there was kale, there was. Eat a good, balanced diet and be sure you get the minerals. So there are the Mm superfoods, which are fantastic. There are the, you should be on a multivitamin. Everybody should be taking a multivitamin because even if you eat organic and you buy this beautiful food that we get at Whole Foods, it's coming from depleted soils. It's lacking minerals, the micronutrients, the microminerals are essential. Mineral supplement.
0: How about silver? What's your feelings on silver?
1: Silver, I you know my wife loves silver. She likes gold. She likes silver. She likes <laughs> you know we're looking
0: like colloidal silver, silver seems to be another hot supplement.
1: Yeah, whatever is hot, I'm very leery of. Colloidal silver is actually very good if you're flying and you need to protect yourself from airborne viruses and the like because it will okay. kill these in your nasal passages. Colloidal silver has to use. It's a medication. Okay. Be careful with the latest fad, the latest hot thing. Mm-hmm. That's very Western masculine patriarchal thinking. We're waiting for the vaccine, for example. Right. with the COVID virus. We're waiting for the, for the magic cure. No, you don't want to be part of that group, that statistical group that gets sick. And the way you avoid getting sick is by recovering your health, maintaining exceptional health. Don't wait for a vaccine and don't, you know, don't change your eating habits. Forgive, change your sugar intake. When you, change, when you cut back on sugars and you deal with the candida overgrowth in our gut, suddenly you step into a greater level of health. And you can do this by making your own probiotics at home. And it's a probiotic called Saccharomyces boulardii. And you can watch a video on my website, the 4 mm-hmm. or grownewbody.com. You can make it at home and within two weeks, you'll get rid of your majority of your candida load and you begin to reestablish the colony in your gut.
0: Okay, you also talk, doctor, about um, intermittent, I'm just, forgive me for interrupting, I'm trying to get as much information out there in the time we have for our listeners. You talk about intermittent fasting, which is also kind of a sexy type of diet these days, and that is eating six hours a day and then taking 18 hours off to allow the body an opportunity to repair itself. Could you talk to us a little bit about that?
1: So another strategy is fasting. I, you can do intermittent fasting. You can. We used to feast and fast because we never had three meals a day. We've been eating three meals a day since we were born. Historically, our great ancestors ate one meal every two days, or they ate one meal a day if they were lucky. They would feast when they would find a grove of berries, or they would find uh, nuts in a Or they would fast until the next lucky find. The fasting period allowed you to go into repair and regeneration. The feasting period allowed you to go into building muscle and to building tissue. Feasting and fasting is the is the formula. Whether you do 16 hours of 18 hours of fasting, six hours of feeding or you do you know eating every other day. So find what works for your system. But by all means, most of us use food for comfort. Mm -hmm. We don't need that much food.
0: Now, if you do take a, uh, you want you still have kind of a sweet tooth. You mentioned uh, that honey is okay. Out of all the, you know, don't go for the sugar substitutes, but it seems like honey has some value. Is that true?
1: Honey is wonderful if you're a bee, but honey, and honey is actually a great immune regulator but it's also going to be raising your glycemic index, Mm -hmm. and it's gonna be shutting down regeneration. So if you're in a protocol, like a seven day grow new body protocol or a two week grow new body protocol, you eliminate the sugars, the honeys, the stevia, all of the sweeteners so that you can go into ketosis. You can begin burning fat for fuel, and that'll take you into repair and regeneration. The problem is that if you cheat only once during that period, you've got to start all over again. All right. It's a very non-forgiving system. Okay,
0: and how long your program, um, there's a prep time, there is a grow a new body program, there's a prep time and then there's the program itself and then I guess ongoing. Could you just you know, touch on the high points as to how long it takes to prep, what you do for the prep, how long do you do the program and then how do you kind of maintain your ketosis, et cetera, and good health, and flip on the longevity genes going forward?
1: Going forward means starting today. So starting today, we've got to make the choices that will create health. And this is the basis of growing a New Body. You create the conditions for health, and the disease goes away. You don't have to treat the disease. It never appears. The body has natural defenses. You don't get sick. That's number one. So the process is you detox, detox the brain, you upgrade the brain with the brain nutrients and supplements, Mm -hmm. and then you create psychosomatic health. This is what will switch off the production of the stress hormones of adrenaline and cortisol and turn on the production of the bliss hormones. You'll be able to relax deeply to de-stress. You get out of fight or flight. And then the body can go into regeneration. The prep period is about making a choice. It's about saying, yes, I will choose my health, even in the face of all of the commercials, all the advertising, all of the latest nutritional fads. I will eat organic, eat clean, eat for nutrients. Don't eat for taste anymore. I don't need for f- flavor anymore. I mm-hmm. eat for nutrition. And it can be okay. very flavorful. Okay. That's step number one. And it takes... That takes a choice.
0: You also, another area I think, if you take the, the look at the big picture here, to flip on our longevity genes uh, is how important is it? Because you talk about death stalking and uh, some other areas that we don't have time to get into too deeply. But what? How important is it for people to have a purpose to, as far as connecting with their longevity gene and living their best life?
1: So the. So here, the next step after you detox your body, after you start eating right, you're supporting your, your systems, then you've got to support your mind. Mm-hmm. Your mind needs a direction, and needs a purpose, it needs to be part of something bigger than you and I are. And it has to be something positive. It cannot just be something like today, we're part of something bigger than you and I, we're part of something called evolution by this virus that has been let loose in humanity. We've had to face this many, many times before. And actually, when you look at our DNA, we have not only our genome, and then we also have our biome, which is all of the flora in our gut, but we have a virome. Our virome are the viruses that we have defeated, overcome, and use it to take a step in our evolution. And that's all in our DNA, 95% of our DNA are the fossil records of the viruses that we have defeated from the black plague to smallpox too. So today we're facing a test from nature and an invitation to take an evolutionary quantum leap. And you have to be part of that leap. This is the experiment that nature is doing with humans today is will you Come up to a higher level of humanity. Become a new human that lives sustainably and collaboratively and healthfully and is mindful of the planet. So, yes, find something that's bigger than you are. Line up behind it. And this will create the health that will take you for a very, very long life.
0: Fantastic. Okay. Our special guest, Guys, Guys Radio, Dr. Albert Violdo. The new book is Grow a New Body. Dr. Uh, please tell us, I would like to ask you one last question. What is your best uh, first step that any of us listening can make in terms of uh, living their best lives and uh, extending their longevity and growing a new body? And then also just tell us where everybody can find out more about you and your books and your teachings and your seminars, et cetera.
1: You can find, I encourage you to get The Grow New Body book, and even if you don't get my book, there are many, many other books that are very good out there, but today we have to protect our health. We have to take that next step, not the first step, the next step in your health, it has to be radical. You can find out more about our programs at albertovioldo.com or growanewbody.com. And it has a lot of protocols for free that you can do at home, a supplement list and strategies, how you can create health in your kitchen and in your mind. And then you can step into that great quest, which is how do we dream a new world into being? We need a healed brain to do that. And we need to step up to our higher mind and resources. Fantastic. So I grow a new body, growanewbody.com. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for what you do. Okay.
0: Well, thank you, doctor. And I am going to make a pledge to you. My wife and I both agreed that as we're reading your book, we're going to do the protocol. And maybe uh, in the future, I'll reach out to you and maybe you'll come back on the show and we'll talk about what happened to us. And also we'll drill a little bit deeper into the divine, feminine, some other aspects of the book that I think are important to share. But in any case, I'm honored that you've come on to Guys Guys Radio. Please keep doing the great work. And thank you, Dr. Albert Fioldo.
1: Thank you, Robert. Thank you. Be well. Blessings to you. Good luck with the project, the program, huh?
0: I I can't wait. Thank you. It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, that was a fantastic chat with Dr. Violdo. He is an amazing guy. Imagine those experiences 30 years down in the Amazon, traveling through the jungles, learning about shamanism. Wow, what experiences he must have had. So I think the biggest learning uh, from Dr. Uh, Violdo and his book, this one, Grow a New Body, is that the most important thing we can do for longevity is to pay attention to our gut health, what we consume, what we eat, avoid sugar, Evolve towards a more plant based diet. Just be careful what we eat. I know there's a lot of folks who are like eating more meat than ever. Um, you know, that's up to them. If you do that, okay. I, I, and you feel good, that's your thing. All I do here on Guys, Guys Radio, I bring information and experts out here, and you can determine what you want to do. But it seems like uh, a more plant based diet and doing things to manage your gut health. Are important. However you want to do it. All I ask is that you just consider every side of it when you're thinking about your health because that's pretty important stuff there. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA here in Southern California. 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 a.m. The show rebroadcasts on Sundays at 2 p.m. The podcast drops every Thursday. We're Worldwide, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, BlogTalk Radio, CastBox. You can stream the show on KCAA or my revised, upgraded, better-than-ever website, Robert Manny, Uh We're all over social media. Also, you can catch the shows now on YouTube. We're putting shows onto YouTube. So we're getting with that program. <laughs> It's uh, it's a process, but we're getting there. And uh, I'm also all over social media. You can check me out on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. If you want to support the show, I would suggest you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, The Guys, Guys Radio, and pick up my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, about two dudes in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City, the city that never sleeps and where they play for keeps. And it's a fun book. It's been called The Male Successor to Sex in the City. It's kind of a rom-com, sexy romp, but it's about something. And it's about redemption and friendship and relationships and sex and spirituality, believe it or not. And it's a lot of fun. I think you'll enjoy the book. Everybody seems to seems to dig it. So, guys, guys, radio, we're here for you every week. I love doing a show. I'm so appreciative to our listeners. I'm so appreciative to the many guests we've had. I think I've interviewed over 500 people now. We've done about 415 shows. We've got a whole bunch of great guests lined up uh, for the next couple of months. So really psyched to, to keep it going and grow. So Guys, Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you next week. And as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.